0: wqad podcast network the cities with jim mertens a production of wqpt pbs for the quad cities region a podcast in partnership with wqad what's going on in the quad cities activities events fun politics sports local issues and opinions and now your host jim mertens I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the City's Podcast. Millions of dollars are earmarked for a superhighway through the Quad Cities that you've never driven on. More than a billion dollars being poured into the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers budget to deal with issues like renovations of the Mississippi River lock and dam system. Many of the projects facing the Corps have been on the drawing board for months, if not years, so what will come first? We've talked with the commander of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Rock Island District, Colonel Jesse Curry. You were saying that $1.2 billion vastly outnumbers figures the district has ever seen before. In other words, this is a really big deal.
1: Yes, it really true. It really is the the investment in this infrastructure in the Mississippi Valley region and specifically through the Rock Island district is significant just for a, a little bit of scale. I mean, typically the district, we handle somewhere between 200 to $400 million worth of program on an annual basis. So when you talk $1.2 billion, that is a huge investment and really historic investment for us.
0: But it's also, I mean, it's kind of like the the dams on the Mississippi river. You've been held back for a number of years. You've got number of plans, you've been waiting. You've just needed, you know, the money to come.
1: That's true. And I think as we look at how these programs and projects develop and move forward through all of our supporters and, and members of Congress, you know this particular investment that we've seen most recently, and specifically with the navigation ecosystem sustainability program, part of being able to get this across the finish line and really truly get it started, is a recognition of the the benefits on the ecosystem side. So previously, we always focused on the nav- benefits of navigation and industry, but being able to bring alongside that the benefits to the ecosystem really was a game changer that enabled us to. To really make new new progress in this in this effort.
0: Well and, and talk to me about that over the last fifteen minutes because we learned so much also. From, from the flood of 2019. That, that building dams, building flood walls will just push the problem down further and, 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 and cause other problems downriver. We've learned that now so much. But we also learned, if you look at Nahant Marsh, the, the billion, I think even almost a trillion gallons of water that was filtered through these uh, 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 watershed areas. I mean, we've really learned a lot about the Mississippi River over the last two decades.
1: Yeah, we absolutely have. And I would tell you that kind of as we look back in order to inform what we're going to do in the future, we I mean, just have recognition that the benefits that the changes we made to this river system in the 30s and 40s by putting in this lock and dam system have been incredible. The, the benefits that they brought to our economy, uh, to our competitiveness on global markets, I mean, those are still things that are incredibly important today. The reality though, is in order to achieve those benefits, though, we did alter the ecosystem, we changed the river. And now as science continues to move forward and we learn a lot of things about these ecosystems and how to best safeguard them for future generations, now is the opportunity to go back and do what we can to mitigate some of those changes.
0: You're looking at the and uh, Dam system throughout the Mississippi River, especially of course for you, the Rock Island district. We're talking about um, almost 100 year old facilities. I mean, most of them were built during the depression years of the 1930s. And, and, and as you know, it takes a long time for these, uh, uh, these barges and these tows to get through the lock and dam system as they are right now. Major moves to expand them, make them larger, to make it easier to get commerce to flow in and out. Is that something part of the Corps' long range plan for the Mississippi?
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, the benefits of programs like the one I mentioned earlier, the Navigation and Ecosystem Sustainability Program and its effort on the navigation side to take our current 600 foot locks and increase them in length to 1,200 feet and add a second chamber. It's really a game changer for the Mississippi River. So, as you mentioned, these these tows as they come through typically are are 1,200 foot long, and our 600 foot locks require those those tow crews to decouple uh, their vessels in order to navigate through the lock and the lock. So, as they're doing that, that can take a process that if they have to do that it could take 20 to 30 minutes, and depending even in the back, Weather could could take two to three hours, let alone what it does during you know during ice and other income weather periods. So that effort and those programs, we just got that recent funding to get started on uh, is really, really a historic game changing. The, the economic benefits, benefits to safe, benefits to efficiency really are going to be really something to see over the next several years.
0: With this 1.2 billion that is being infused immediately, what are the shovel-ready projects that will get the first attention?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. There's two that are specifically highlighted, and we this didn't just start today. So we've been working over the last several years, and actually, I mean, Ness was originally authorized in 2007. So since then, with incremental funding, we've been able to further the design of various projects to get them closer to being shovel-ready. So specifically, what was just this came out in the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act was the construction starts to start work on two specific places the first one being lock and dam 25 uh, which is on the mississippi river from the rock island district and that is adding that second 100 foot chamber to increase that efficiency redundancy and safety features of that particular location the second is at lock and dam 22 and that is a fish passage so the as mentioned earlier nest is a unique program and that is dual purpose it has navigation elements, but also ecosystem and environmental elements. So this fish passage designed to increase the ability of the local fish population to be able to move from pool to pool and to return that location more to what it was prior to these locks and dams being constructed is the second part. And both of those are part of this initial funding that we've been appropriated for to start construction.
0: And Lock and Dam uh, 25, which I believe is in the St. Louis area, correct me if I'm wrong, you would think, oh, that St. Louis, that's not going to have any impact here. But that is a huge bottleneck on the Mississippi River, is it not?
1: Well, it is. I mean, if you think about between the Mississippi River and its tributaries and Illinois River, Missouri River, all, those, all the things that come in and, and have a you know, flow into the Mississippi River, the further south you get, obviously the more traffic that is going to be uh, coming through there. Additionally, you know, we're in the Midwest. You know, it's a pretty chilly day up here in Rock Island. So as you get further north on the Mississippi, the traffic does slow down in the winter as ice conditions kind of take over take over the ability to navigate. So as we look at the, the existing locks and dams, Lock and Dam 25 is at the top of the list because of its location for all that industry that comes through uh, the majority of the year and again, contributes to all of those different watersheds.
0: We were talking about the environment and I think we always talk about like uh, making sure that, that, that there are wetlands and then uh, a protection of the bank system uh, and the Lockett Dam's purpose in that. But not only do you want commerce going through, you want other things out. And there's such a huge program to stop invasive species and their spread because the Mississippi River, you know, it feeds into other areas. We know about the Asian carp, the fear of it getting into the Great great Lakes. You've got other uh, uh, invasive species all throughout the Mississippi River. Part of this funding is also targeting that as well, is it not?
1: It absolutely is. So included in the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act was similar to NEST, that construction new start, a construction new start for a project called the Brandon Road Inner Basin Project. And what that does is that's located at the Winter road lock and dam uh, near joliet illinois up toward chicago and what that essentially is is our best effort it's our it's a, a partnered effort with the federal government the state of illinois other great lake states to put in a layered defense against invasive species so that new start that is picking up after some design has already been put into place is going to allow us to start putting that in place over the next few years and building sort of a gauntlet uh, for these invasive species to be able to deny them access to the Great Lakes, which the fishing industry and the other elements of that, of that natural resource, I mean, it's a globally important natural resource, not only just to our nation. So the, the investment, the importance and the urgency to do that is certainly something that uh, we are paying very close attention to moving as fast as we can to deliver that project.
0: Are you winning the war against the Asian carp? Because I know that it's it's up to Lacrosse. I don't know how far mar- much further north than Lacrosse it's been spotted, um, but it's a nasty critter.
1: It, it really is, and I would tell you that you know we are certainly we are certainly certainly holding holding our holding them back as of right now. But you know the risk of the Asian carp getting to the Great Lakes and seeing what they've done to other portions of the ecosystem. They are a, they're a dominating species. I mean, they will take over, you know, up to 90 percent of the biodiversity in any given pool that they that they get into. So the risk of that happening uh, into the Great Lakes is so great that we need to take every precaution that we have that available to us in order to keep that from happening. And that's what this project is focused on.
0: I know a lot of the funding, at least nationwide for the Army Corps of Engineers also is targeted towards infrastructure that was damaged in, in various natural events, mostly the hurricanes that it hit uh, throughout uh, parts of uh, the Southern United States. Was there major impact from the floods of 2019 or any natural disasters in our area? Were there still issues that need to be repaired?
1: Well, I wouldn't say that there's, there's major impact that we're still working that you know, on the level of things that the, the Corps of Engineers is helping to solve down in New Orleans uh, as a result of the hurricane. That said, the floods of 2019 and our work with local levee districts, regional levy districts, in order to protect protect valuable farmland, protect people's homes, protect people's communities, continues to be a very important partnership for the Rock Island District and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers as we take the lessons learned from 2019 and previous floods in order to adjust how we manage these levee systems and help keep them as safe as they can be for the for the population that depends
0: on. And I know this isn't because of the newest funding that you've received on the infrastructure bill, but the continual maintenance of the lock and dam system and the fact that the uh, pond at lock 15 is drained right now, you have crews down there, I think well into March is the plan. That is a natural, uh, 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 it's part of your regular system of keeping an eye on these locks and dams and, and the entire system on the Mississippi River. Have you found any surprises since you drained that pool, or or is everything going pretty much as you expected it to?
1: Well, I would say that things are going pretty much as we expected them to. And I would say the, the workers over there, I mean, they've got they've got all the experience, you know, that sometimes goes back decades of the folks that we have that do this type of work up and down the river. So. I would say there's very little nowadays that surprises them but it it does mean it does also you know mean that some of those work is still pretty challenging so they're in there they're doing that work here in locking Dam 15 right now but what i do want to highlight is you know as we talked about earlier i mean this infrastructure almost 100 years old it was a marvel when it was initially put in but just like anything that's 100 years old made of concrete and it's put underwater 24 7 and you know 365 days a year you know, it takes some upkeep and it takes some attention. So the investments that have come over the last several years and even in the infrastructure the infrastructure jobs act investment, we got a significant chunk out of that for operations and maintenance funding that's going to go to continue to improve our ability to maintain this critical infrastructure. The team out here is amazing. Um, you know, they do really tremendous things every single day, but they do need that continued funding in order to stay on top of it.
0: Our thanks to Colonel Jesse Curry, commander of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Rock Island District. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.